1: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, a podcaster, a producer. And our question of the day is about Twitter. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay, Okay, we're going to talk about Elon Musk later, but what would you do if you could buy Twitter? Jewel, what would you do?
0: Hi, this is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister, uh, and I live in Dallas, Texas. That is so simple, Leon and Liz. I would I would institute the rule that it's all animals all the time. That's the only thing you're allowed to post. Think about what a source of enjoyment, appreciation, positivity yes. would be it was just populated by animals and cute animal videos. Can you imagine hedgehogs, dogs, cats, everyone? Yeah. Sounds
2: delightful. Yes. Delightful. Well, Listen, how about you,
0: Liz? What do you think? This is Liz
2: Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I live in Santa Monica, California. I was thinking, remember when Twitter was fun? Yeah. It's, it's back in the day when it used to be 140 characters and it sort of forced you to just be thoughtful about what you were saying and craft it a little bit. It's missing that sense of craft now. So if I bought Twitter, I would say everything must be Iambic pentameter. That's my <laughs> my new rule for Twitter. You okay, can't like, yeah. you can't crank it out in iambic pentameter. We don't want to hear about it. That's going to eliminate a lot of people. Listening. A lot yeah. of
0: people. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. my goal. Well,
1: I just just like an edit button. That's it. Oh, that's okay. the only you thing just thing I want a, a, an elite little social media place. Okay, <laughs> I get it. No, no, I want to be able to edit the tweets. You can't like, if you have a if you have a typo in your tweet, like it lives forever. Oh, yes. it's excruciating. So, okay. no, there's no edit button. I don't want, I'm not, I'm not elite. <laughs> I'm not elite. Oh, no, I
0: thought okay. Liz's request to have iambic pentameter. Oh, okay. You're <laughs>
1: okay.
2: to edit. Julie, what I'm essentially trying to do is have less people spend less time talk on okay. Twitter and talking about Twitter. Just less Twitter would be yeah. good.
1: All right, well, we're talking about Twitter later, so (laughs) hang on to your hats. We have a Bitter Business Bureau starring Liz and um, her disdain for, um, what do you call them, Liz? You call them big baby billionaires. Big baby
2: billionaires, Leanne.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big baby
2: billionaires.
1: Okay. Also, maybe didn't know, but today on Satellite Sisters is Viola Davis Appreciation Day. So I'm just going to go through a couple of reasons why we should be appreciating Viola Davis. Uh, She seems to be having a moment. Julie, you have a couple of good Entertaining Sisters recommendations for us, correct?
0: I do, including a Broadway
1: show. How about that? Unexpected. There Mm -hmm. you go. And good news for those of you who are like, how can I download this podcast? Liz Liz (laughs) is going to tell you. (laughs) I know
2: some people are having some issues. It's super simple. I'm here to help.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, first, so tax day was yesterday. Oh yeah, so that meant that yeah. I spent some excruciating time with my twenty something uh, supervising his taxes. And I would just like to issue a trigger warning to Diane, our accountant. Uh, yeah. You should not listen to the segment; just fast forward through it because I'm sure I gave wrong advice and bad advice. And in general, it was tax days with your twenty something. They are the worst parenting moments you can have. <laughs> <laughs> Explain how them. did
0: how did it start, Leon? I mean, was it was it your son asked you for tax
1: help? Yeah. That- yeah. I mean, remember, Julie, I've done again being a freelancer for many, many years. Yeah, so was, yeah. my older son, first of all, when he had to start paying taxes, he was just so resentful of taxes. So I had to really talk him down off the ledge. Like he was just bitter about taxes, didn't understand taxes. So that's when you're starting at that point, it's hard to. <laughs> Start to really have a lot of productive conversation. Right. <laughs> so my my this time I was helping Colin, my younger son, who has been working here in Los Angeles as a freelance photo assistant for the year. Now, that means you get paid on 1099s or occasionally W-2s and you have to enter a lot of things. If you're working a lot, you have to enter a lot of things into your tax form. So his big beef was not the paying of taxes. It was the software and how we are held hostage by software companies and why shouldn't the software be free because he is paying his taxes even though the, so again i'm it's i'm just coming so from, hard to be an adult isn't it yeah. it's just, just when the reality of
0: life just like smacks you in the face <laughs> and you have to pay for bad software. Yeah.
1: It's just, and, and so, I mean, Liz, you're right. He's not wrong. It's not, not perfect. Wrong. It's terrible, And it's not really free. You know, the ads are like free, 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 free. Not really. Like if you have more than one 1099, it's not free. You, you have to upgrade. Like, so he's like they're just trying to sell me things. So his issue was really with corporate America, the man, the patriarchy, yeah. he had a lot of issues <laughs> that we were starting with. <laughs> so, so, you know, we're adding, we're putting in the 1099s and I just take it one line at a time. I kept saying, take it one line at a time. I said, you know, you don't have to use the software they have. I think you can go still go get the old forms and write them out and take them to the post office. And he looked at me and this is what he said. He goes, I'm not a caveman. I'm not going to mail something. <laughs>
0: oh uh, this just sounds like such a delightful afternoon you know <laughs> i hope
1: okay. like, i hope oh you like,
0: took a little video of it you know <laughs> or maybe a tiktok video
1: of you too special <gasps> oh, times special yeah. times <laughs> so, <laughs> And she got it done. He pressed send. It's good. It's gone. He pressed. He pressed send. But I just, I said next next year, I'm begging you. I said, get a big envelope. Throw everything in it. Because, well, when you're freelance, like you have a lot of stuff, you can't. He wanted to itemize deductions. I'm like, well, if you don't have any receipts, you can't itemize deductions. You can't just decide a year later to itemize the deductions you don't have. Like you can, yep. that's yep. your business, but you need the envelope. Just throw it all in and organize it. I mean, I've done that for many, many years. You know, like that's how it works with freelance. It gets a little bit more, you know, sophisticated as you go on. But in the beginning, just get an envelope, throw everything in. <laughs> <laughs> just write I mean, two, right.
2: 2022
0: on it. Yeah. We'll leave it
2: under your desk. right.
0: Yeah, I'm, there's even apps for that
1: now. <laughs> again, though, he again he's resistant to the software. Well, get an envelope, all right? Get an envelope, caveman. Get an envelope. <laughs> okay, so it was fun. We
0: got it in. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Well, tax day in our house is actually it is always tax day, so that's that. But it also happens to be a big birthday um, in my family. My oldest son Nick's birthday is April 15. And my youngest granddaughter, Evelyn, has is April 15th. So it's a big day. So oh, wow. I
1: forgot Evelyn. Yeah, how April about 15. that? Yeah, oh, we okay. got the double
0: birthday. So I'll talk a little bit about um, seeing Evelyn later. But for Nick's birthday, we did something special. It also happened to be Easter weekend. And uh, we went to Mexico, sisters, Mm. and I'm back from Mexico. How about that? So, you know, Nick and his family and their three kids are very adventuresome. And when they they have been to Mexico several times, they like to go down there. They like to rent a house. And then they like to do all kinds of action and adventure and really see a lot of places. They don't like to just sit around on the beach. They like to do things. So we went to a little town that was just north of Tulum, just down there. they rented a very nice house through you know VBRO. and uh, that was our base of operations. It was a little beach town, uh, wasn't too busy. There weren't a lot of people other than Liz, sea turtles a lot of sea turtles. Oh, nice. Yes, Liz. We did had some- the kids get to see yes, sea turtles? Yes, they got to That's see great. sea turtles. A lot of sea turtle uh, spotting. But I wanted to talk about one thing that we did on the trip that was really special. Um, we went to uh, a UNESCO World Heritage Site biosphere. Have you ever been to one a biosphere?
1: No, no I didn't no, even know they were real. Out-
0: doesn't, doesn't that sound great? I know. It sounds wonderful, does it? Well, there, um, UNESCO has appointed about over 700 of these biospheres f- around the world. Okay, These are preserves, they're sanctuaries, they're, they're environmental areas that are protected, and they have u- a unique and distinctive features um, in each of these biospheres. So we're on the Yucatan Peninsula, so we went to a biosphere called the Sion Khan, and we're going to put it in the show notes. Um, so this is just south of Tulum, Mexico, um, and this is supposed to be a very special place. It's a freshwater preserve right on the coast, but it also has a series of mango. There are like um, high grasses and mango areas, um, where mango tree areas where the the mayans cut canals through these areas and you can you can float through these canals uh you know on some of the same trails that the mayans uh created centuries ago wow that sounds pretty good so we're psyched we go we head down to the unesco site and um you need a boat to get there so of course we have a boat captain we meet our (laughs) we meet our boat captain mario He's in the parking lot. He's on a bicycle and he's got a five gallon um, jug of gasoline. Okay. And so
1: I was like, it's oh, encouraging. Yeah. That's oh, <laughs> no,
0: oh, no, oh, no. And he said, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just walk five, 10 minutes down this road. It's into a jungle. We are like uh-huh. walking into a jungle. Okay. So I was like, oh, well, I at least I have my family with me. So we got there, we get to the coast and there's, and okay, there's a big UNESCO sign. So I'm feeling better. And then we get into, it wasn't a cigarette speedboat, but it's like a giant Boston whaler. We have, uh, and Mario's driving the boat. We're going. We're going a, a thousand miles an hour. We are going so, <laughs> so fast in this boat. I'm holding on to my youngest grandson. I feel like at any minute he's going to bounce out. There is nobody around us. Okay, so I'm like again. I'm thinking. Well, at least I have most of my family when I disappear into the nothing. <laughs> right? I was like. So where are we going? And then all of a sudden the boat comes to a big lurch. Okay. We have entered these canals that the Ma- Mayans have built. Tall grasses, the mango groves, everything. The water, Julie, is-
2: can I interrupt a second? Is it are they mangoes or mangroves? Mangroves. Mangroves, mangroves. Okay. Yeah,
1: all
0: yeah, right. Yeah. Mangroves. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mango. Did I say mango? I meant to you say said mango. mango. Oh. I was actually fact checking
1: you. Wow. Okay. Mangrove. Mangrove. Okay. Mangrove.
0: Sorry. So excited. Okay, Mario, maybe that's the way he said it. I don't know. Anyway, so he stopped the boat. Okay. And he said, Okay, you get out here. And um, I meet you in 40 minutes uh, on the other side. Bye bye. Okay. That's I was like, "Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh." But fortunately, there was one other group of French tourists there. So they we all have our life preservers, but now the French tourists have taken off their life preservers and they are stepping into their life preservers. They're putting their legs into the armholes and buckling the the life preserver around their waist. Can you imagine that? Uh, for okay. the walk. No, the no, walk. no, not for the walk. This oh. is now they're going to jump into this water, okay, oh, this now oh, okay. <laughs> and float away. But uh, I thought it was just a French thing, Leon. I don't know. As part of your research for your book, <laughs> um, I thought it was a French thing that they were doing. But they did that so that when you're floating, you're actually like sitting up a little. You know? Yeah. No, not, that makes
1: sense to me. but no, it me.
0: was really quite ingenious. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first, you know, it seems sort of weird to wear your life preserver that way, I don't know if it actually protects you from drowning. I guess your head could still go under, whatever. (laughs) But then we had the most magnificent, incredible experience just floating down this canal, crystal clear water, fish all around us. And in this- in this biosphere, they have monkeys, they have birds, they have flamingos, okay? They have crocodiles there. I did, we didn't see any crocodiles. Um, uh, Mario said they only come out at night. I did not believe that, but that's what Mario said. But they also have jaguars. They have jaguars there, and ocelots, because it is a protected area. They have all this fantastic, well, you know, fauna and animals that are just running around out there in this. Uh, And miracle of miracles, 40 minutes later, as we floated down this uh, this canal winding around, you know, so peaceful, just hearing birds and the beautiful sky there on the other side was Captain Mario. Oh, great. Right. Yeah, he managed to take us back. So all I'm saying that I think if you have an opportunity to, to visit any of these UNESCO uh, World Heritage uh, biospheres, it's well worth the effort. I mean, to say this was off the beaten track. <laughs> yes, this was off the beaten track. Okay. But But my daughter-in-law, Vera, had investigated this. She had researched this. People said, you know, said, oh, it's a top 10 experience if you go to the Yucatan Peninsula. And it was amazing. Wow. The kids must have loved it. Yeah, I know. I mean, the kids loved it. Yes. So and I think it was sort of fun for all ages. I mean, you wouldn't want. Really little children again because the boats are traveling at such high speed, they may go flying out. But, Leanne, I was so worried being on this boat, I thought, if we have to swim off the boat, how am I ever going to get? back into this boat yeah that's yeah Um, yeah but but there was some kind of rickety dock situation that we could go go on so Mm. this was a little adventuresome it's maybe not for everybody but if you have that sense i think you would really enjoy it and it is something that i would look for if i was traveling to other parts of the world to see if there are other sites that you could go visit because it's and it's great, given all the development on the Yucatan Peninsula, that they're protecting this area and the animals and um, plants that live there.
1: Julie, I can tell from the photos online that that is the way most people float that river with their, uh, with the with their life preserver <laughs> diapers. Yeah, no, there's plenty of style. pictures. <laughs> yes. of yeah. It seems a it little looks gorgeous. Of- it looks beautiful. But-
0: But and, you know, you may try that the next time you're in a body of water and you're, you know, put the put the life preserving on like a diaper and you sort of sit in it. It's like being in a bucket chair or something. It's pretty nice. okay sure.
2: (laughs) Quite an adventure. Um, All right a good report, Jewel. I have a follow-up from last week that I want to share because a relatively minor item I noted on the to-do list at the end of last week's show did create a lot of conversation in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And that was, I had mentioned that I was getting a lot of promotional emails from Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, And Gwyneth, you know, she's got the whole goop thing going on. It's based right here, like near where I live. And so as part of the whole goop empire, they were launching a rotisserie chicken service. And I thought, just because we live to serve here at Satellite Sisters, you know, we like to do. Julie goes, you know, exploring the Yucatan. I'm going to order an overpriced rotisserie chicken. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to bring all of our findings to you. So I mentioned last week that the rotisserie chicken was $36.95, which, which seemed like a lot I compared know. to, I, I go to pavilions best. and I pay $9.99. And there were many people, Julie, in the Facebook group who said, well, I go to, you know, Costco and pay $4.95. Right.
0: Of course, best, of course, best rotisserie chickens ever. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, so uh, for $36.95 at Goop Rotisserie, you're getting it's a Mary's chicken. So those are the are good organic chickens, right? So you're getting a whole Mary's rotisserie chicken and one shareable side. Well, right there, one side for $36.95? <laughs> don't you think? I mean, doesn't it doesn't everything come with two sides? Well, I mean
0: who, who, who do you think who do you think Gwenna thinks this is going to serve? Like I I, a family? Or no, still, like oh, no, there,
2: there's a more expensive family package, Julie. Oh, this, there's oh. a, there's a 49.95 package with us oh more, more shareable sites. Anyway. So this is a slow roasted roast rotisserie chicken finished with, with, with what they call bird alert, which is their secret chicken jus. And so I Googled bird alert to find out like what's in bird alert. What is that? And everything on Google was actually about birds. You know, it was where to find birds. So, <laughs> I, so, it's it prepared, so they are keeping their secret very well because even Google doesn't know what's in the bird alert. So, so I got that and it comes, it does come already cut into pieces. So you got that going for you. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. Cause it's
1: so taxing
2: 30, cutting. 30, oh. oh, that I'm is fine. worth.
1: Violently and <laughs> yeah. to have cut the turkey
0: chicken, yes.
2: But here's the thing. Okay. Um, then so bird alert. Ju. I can report. It's really not much of anything. It's just kind of the juice of the chicken looks like it has a few spices in it. It really is just like chicken juice. So you have to pay extra for sauce. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. This is where I the outrage began. The thirty six ninety five did not outrage me, but the extra buck ninety five for actual sauce because secret chicken jus is not anything at all. Uh, okay, that's where I really drew the line. So, um, so that bugged me. They do have a lot of other things on the menu, uh, a lot of vegetable salads and things. I would say the rest of the menu is very cauliflower forward. Oh, um, okay you know, and I think that cauliflower is the vegetable whose number one attribute is that it really doesn't taste like anything. I think of cauliflower really as the tofu of vegetables. So that's what they do with it. Anyway, so there's a lot of cauliflower there. Didn't order any of that. I did order a nice cashew slaw. Um, So it arrived. Here's what I would say. I would say the best thing about most grocery stores is that the rotisserie chicken is always good and probably better than uh, the g- g- rotisserie chicken. Wow. Which was a perfectly wow. fine chicken is the way I would describe it. Perfectly fine. Nothing special. And I don't like to bag on Gwyneth just because she's Gwyneth Paltrow. But, you know, I was expecting better is all I'm going to say. I think even I could roast a chicken that would taste better uh, you know, but rotisserie chicken is delicious. It's widely available at a low cost. I think, I think you should take advantage of that wherever you live. You do not need goop chicken to move to your neighborhood. That's my chicken report.
1: It's quite an investigative report. Guys. Thank you. <laughs> so thorough Liz. Yeah. Cause well, you-, you know, I just felt like, I don't know what I was expecting. Right. That's a
2: lot of money for a bird. It's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know I said it to you guys in a text for $36.95. I was kind of expecting Gwyneth to deliver it. And uh, no, no, it was just some guy. Very nice packaging, though. Did I mention that? Soup. I think that's where they're spending the money is on the very nice goop bag that it comes in. So, okay. So that's my food testing that I've been doing this week. Goop chicken, eh, whatever. Uh, But I did want to remind everyone that this weekend, Saturday, at 2 p.m pacific time uh i'm doing an episode of cooking with liz where in honor of Liam's lost and found in paris and the visit of patricia wells to the satellite sisters show a couple of weeks ago i am making patricia wells's mini croque messieurs so it's basically ham and cheese right it's right. a grilled, grilled ham and cheese sandwich so uh i think that sounds delicious. So that's what I'll be making 2 p.m. on YouTube. I'll post the recipe. I meant to do that before we recorded this. But by the time you're hearing this, it will be posted in the Facebook group and I'll circulate it around. And I look forward to seeing anyone who wants wants to do this live with me Saturday, 2 p.m. Grilled ham and cheese, people. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Sounds it's be good.
1: better than chicken, Liz. Better than chicken. <laughs>
2: better Get than some- secret sauce, which is Not
0: sauce. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. Still bitter about it, Liam.
1: Liz summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling Uh, and chilling there with your with your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you
2: know, here's the thing. Because I'm gonna be up in in Bend for a part of the summer.
1: Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. It's time for the Bitter Business Bureau, people. We haven't had one in a while. We've been trying not to be as bitter. But Liz, a couple of news stories broke through for you. You just couldn't help yourself. I just In came, to- in came the bitter. <laughs> Well,
2: sometimes I feel like it's our duty to just call a few things out.
1: You know, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. just we
2: don't have to sit and take it all. So, OK, number one. <laughs> That's right, Liz. <laughs> Every once in a while, you got to just speak up for yourself. How about this one? Julie, this one shocked me. Even when I pitched it to Lee, and she's like, that cannot be true. I'm like, it's true. Here's the headline. Think you own that dog? It might just be a lease. So this was a story in the New York Times this past Sunday, April 17th. This is about a woman named Catalina. She lost her job. And so she failed to make payments on what she thought was a loan. And it was financing that she had gotten when she bought her dog, Milo, a Shih Tzu poodle mix. But it wasn't really just regular financing. It was a lease. She unbeknownst to her, it was a lease agreement she had signed and they came to repossess her dog.
1: No, come on. Come on. I just can't believe that's true.
2: Why would they even want the dog? They they don't. It's just a way of getting people to sign these complicated agreements. They said families okay this is the attorney general of massachusetts now families in massachusetts looking to get a dog should not be trapped into lease agreements that are harmful expensive and illegal so they're they're stepping in the ASPCA said the practice of leasing pets was believed to have started around 2013 when a Nevada-based company, you know, wanted to create the illusion that you were purchasing the dog, but really the finance instrument you were signing was a lease. And then it says people lease pets for many reasons, as opposed to those that are sold at shelters. Dogs from pet stores can be expensive, okay. sometimes okay. costing thousands of dollars. So you think you're basically signing for a loan and it's a lease. So, uh, And so poor Catalina Ortiz Sierra said they never, not once, said that it was a lease. They always said finance, finance, finance. And then she defaulted on it. Anyway, what is this world coming to?
1: That's not right. It's just so so unbelievable that you would lease a dog when there are thousands of dogs i in know the shelters They're like i know
0: i know i think that's part the of it out. too Lynn.
2: i think buying stores buying dogs from pet stores just there are a lot of things that are bad about that right. and this is just one more so many of the dogs come from puppy mills but yeah, this is this is exploiting both the person and the dog.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. right. And they can jack up the price of these yes. dogs, these designer yeah. dogs. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then, but if they offer financing, you think, oh, well, I can have you know exactly. You know, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. You see the little doggy in the window. Come on, we're you know we're suckers for that anyway. So this is the bitter business. Did she there. ever get
0: her dog back or anything? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm.
2: you know and uh, let me see she <laughs> defaulted on the lease collectors demanded thirteen thousand dollars, <gasps> more than three times the price of the dog oh my god wow that's wow oh, that's yeah. and now the poor that's dog
0: awful. is going to be sold to somebody else with yeah, and they don't really want the dog
2: back right. Anyway, right whatever right. okay so moving on into a bigger dog uh elon musk um yes he's been busy liz yes okay, this is just a whole category in my mind that I think of as these these big baby billionaires that it's just like never enough for them. And what is enough for you people? So the thing about Elon Musk is that, okay, he's the founder of Tesla Mm -hmm. and he's the founder of SpaceX. Oh, he didn't actually found Tesla. He took over Tesla. But anyway, he's the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. So like, okay, Elon, everyone thinks you're a genius just can't you just leave it alone now just isn't that what good enough to in, the, in addition to being a genius do you also want to be the world's biggest jerk so yes you know genius or jerk pick a lane well uh, you
0: think it's jerky that he's buying twitter
2: yes because here's what i think so for those of you that might have fallen behind on this a little bit um he's like a twitter power user right he mm-hmm. says all sorts of crazy things on twitter even things where he has been warned by the securities and exchange commission that as ceo of a public company like tesla he should not be saying the stuff that he's saying he you know four years ago he said he was going to take the company private and he had financing that jacks up, jacks up the stock price boom you know he makes more billions doing that so i think he's always behaved very poorly on twitter besides all of his stupid like pot jokes and things i don't know so anyway so but he's decided that he wants twitter to be freer mm-hmm. to be to be more of a platform that, that so people can say what they really think so he kind right. of secretly amassed enough shares to become the number one
0: shareholder I mean, they asked him to go on the board, but he rejected that, right? First, he
2: said yes. First, he agreed, Julie. Mm -hmm. He agreed to go on the board. Then during the like 10 seconds he was on the board, he fired out another hundred tweets saying things like, you know, Taylor Swift doesn't tweet enough. And uh, we should turn the Twitter uh, headquarters into a homeless shelter because people don't even come to work. So then the Twitter people are like, maybe we really don't want this guy on the board. He he even sent out, I'm not encouraging anyone to look at his Twitter feed. I do not follow him. You should not follow him. But one of his tweets was, it was Elon smoking a joint saying, Twitter's next board meeting is going to be lit. This is what what a big baby, super big big baby. baby. Mm -hmm. And then because he realized that there are rules, okay, now he's jerking around the Twitter stock price in addition to the Tesla stock price. So then he says, okay, forget it. I'm not going to go on the board. And then 24 hours later, he's
0: like, I think I'll just buy the whole company instead. And so... This I can more, understand that. Why would he want to fool around with board governance? No, committees, audit committees. That's no fun. Right. Right. He wants to be Elon Musk. So he wants to be he wants to free Twitter. He wants to get rid of, you know, some of the censorship that's going on there. He thinks it can be a great platform for democracy. You know? Yes. Well, I disagree.
2: And there's the difference between moderation and censorship. So good luck with that. But anyway, here's here's where I am now, Julie. So now you have Elon sort of sucking up all the oxygen in the room news-wise. And, and now we have all these lawyers and investment bankers like Morgan Stanley. Everybody is going to be making millions of dollars just on the drama of it all, right? The stock price is going to go up. All these investment bankers are going to get paid millions. You know, big baby Musk behaves like a big brat and gets away with it. And the rest of us, We're just trying to get our regular lives back, right? It just seems like so much, I'll just call it negative, pointless economic activity, right? It's not going to make any difference in the end at all to anyone. And yet we have to just like, we're supposed to be participating in this.
1: So I'm not, I'm out. I just we're officially- not going to pick a side. And no, I mean, that's yeah. That's, what about the poison pill strategy that Twitter is now employing? Like if he does actually, you know, gain enough to control the board yes. and then they said they're going to poison pill it. What? What is that? See, I mean, what, go ahead, Liz.
2: What that means is so say he gets to like, you know, 15 percent of of all of the shares. The poison pill is they just issue a bunch of new shares at a discounted price to select people. So it's what it they call it, diluting his shares. So, ha you thought you were 15 percent of our shares? Well, now we just issued a million new shares. So
0: now you're only five percent. So it's I basic- hate it here.
1: I hate it here.
0: But I think Liz is right. There are a lot of people that are going to benefit from this that have no part in it. Yeah. But I that, but the Twitter, I would have to say Twitter management has to really, you know, they're under pressure to really consider his offer because it was a premium offer. Of course. Yes. I mean, they have, you know, they th- they can't just, you know, they're a public company. They've got to do it. And now they're probably likely to be sued if they d- if they do issue this uh, poison pill. You know. That's what I hated about the whole thing, Julie. Yeah, it's just. It's- it's just it's
2: just a big baby being a brat, but now right. because it is a real but
0: I, but I mean, and the, a real you know, offer. right. I mean, everyone involved is just, you know, is trying to you know uh, will make will make money on this yes. perhaps yes. you know for perhaps. no
2: benefit at all to anyone. Well, else. if he That's if he
0: I'm gains right. control, it may be you know it would certainly he'd ha- he'd benefit from making the changes that uh, he thinks are appropriate for that company. That.
2: Of course, I'm just saying you're already the guy running Tesla and SpaceX. Like, how narcissistic do you have right. to be to also just decide, I want to be able to say whatever I want to say, whatever I want to say it, and for $40 billion, whatever this offer is. I'm, I'm just tired of it, Joel. That's all. I'm just, I'm just, that's why I believe in the iambic pentameter strategy. <laughs> okay. Animals would work too. And animal, yes. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over. It. It's like, I've also been watching the. Uh, the Apple TV Plus version, uh, the TV show We Crashed, which is about the, another big baby billionaire. That guy that, uh, that ran WeWork. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The actual news story was so frustrating and bad. But the TV series, it stars Jared Leto as Adam Newman and Anne Hathaway as his wife, Rebecca. It's really fun to watch. They are insane. No, (laughs) they're insane. But the thing about them is they never created anything. At least Elon, he's got two two real companies. Anyway, I'm just over it. I just wanted to go on record. Everybody making millions of dollars just jerking people around, not doing anything for the public good. That is all. I am out.
1: Thank you, Liz. And now begins Viola Davis' appreciation. (laughs) We should have some music, some theme music (laughs) to change the mood, to change the mood. Well, I just noticed that she is everywhere right this minute. So she, of course, as everyone knows, now I get People Magazine because it's the only magazine publishing anymore. So she was on the cover of People Magazine. And then she was on the cover of the New York Times Magazine on Sunday. And she's in the new TV series about the First Ladies. And she has a new memoir coming out this week as well. So I'm excited about that. But, you know, Viola Davis, you feel like she's been around forever, but she really hasn't. And she's such an extraordinary life story. And I know this because I've read all the things now about her and I've read all the things I'm taking them all in. And instead of being bitter, she is making the world a better place, but she grew up, she was born in South Carolina, uh, you know, in literally a one room shack, her family moved to Rhode Island because her father was a horse groomer. So he, he worked at the racetracks up there, but she grew up an incredible incredible poverty oh my gosh the stories of the poverty is just like the size of the rats in her bedroom at night with her sisters her father was an alcoholic he was abusive her mother was you know managed to stay with her father but and was a human rights activist uh but it just sounds like a very very difficult childhood she was bullied at school for her race and for the way she looked And somehow she managed to find her way out of that to go to college on a full scholarship for her acting. And then she went to Juilliard and there was a really interesting chapter of her life at Juilliard where she said she just didn't connect. She felt like a foreigner because of her race. And she said, we were just putting on all this costume and makeup and doing Shakespeare. And that just didn't feel right to me. So She had the opportunity to go to Africa and she really rediscovered her roots and she found herself and then she came back and she's like, I was a whole new person. I just had a whole new creative outlook and wasn't going to be ashamed of who i was anymore but then it still took her career another 10 or 15 years to really take off and uh she her first breakthrough role was um was uh, a tony award winning production of fences uh so um but she didn't really get her first tv role until she was in her mid-40s when she hmm. uh did that shonda rhimes show how to get away with murder oh yeah that was really, good that was, was her first tv show because i her, always feel yeah. like
0: she's been around for do you long.
1: feel like she's been around but no she she I mean, she does. She's the first uh, black woman, first black actor to achieve the triple clown of acting. So she has an Oscar for her role in Fences, two Tony Awards and an Emmy for the lead in How to Get Away with Murder. So that's incredible. Um, But just both of the interviews and I'm sure her book is just filled with so much humility about her talent and her family. And she also like did all this work to forgive her father. Uh, you know, at his death. And I was like, wow, that seems like a lot. And to understand her mother's role and all that. I don't know. I just really, I love her work and I love her. And now like seeing that she really worked on herself and who she was for decades before sort of achieving what we think of as her stardom. Incredible. So her, her book finding me comes out next week and I, I pre-ordered the audible because don't you want to hear her own voice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so,
2: for sure. That sounds fascinating, Leah. Yeah. I had no, no idea.
1: No idea. Unbelievable Viola Davis appreciation day. It sounds like... okay, thank you, Viola. See, that's a real genius. And there you go. You just, just yeah. stay in her lane doing what she's great at. Thank you, Viola. Yeah, well, it's the humility list. And like, obviously she's a like a deeply spiritual person. And so like reading about her, how she perceives forgiveness and her place in the world the opposite of the big baby billionaires is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I have a little Facebook roundup. First of all, I did a pep talk this week. It was all about spring and celebrating spring. And then people are satellites, misters. Oh, they posted some Facebook in response uh, because there was a giant Midwestern snowstorm. <laughs> also people in Portland also had snow last week. So thank you. Jackie in North Dakota posted a funny photo of her daughter in a bathing suit out there in the snow. Diana Madison, Wisconsin, snow covered trees with the heading, just like spring in Wisconsin. (laughs) Lisa. You have to have a sense of humor about that, I think. So (laughs) fantastic rebuttal to the pep talk. I appreciate that at the Facebook group. (laughs) Also a crazy story from Nancy. Uh, she and her husband were in Pompeii. Okay, I'm just going to read a little about this. On April 5th, my husband and I were on the train between Sorrento, Herculaneum, and Pompeii. After a lovely morning at Herculaneum, that's the other ancient site near there, uh, they hopped back on the train to go to Pompeii. Now, she said it was weird that her husband was navigating because she was trying to reread Elizabeth, the first wife, on her phone. Okay, so that's <laughs> my, first, my second <laughs> book. <laughs> so her husband's like, "Hey, it's time to jump off here at Pompeii," and when she got to the platform, she said it was clear we were in the wrong place. And then it all came back to her: there are two Pompeis. Okay, remember when I went to Pompeii with my son and I told the story on the podcast? Yes, about absolutely. the two Pompeis. Mm-hmm. There is the Pompeii where ninety-nine percent of people are going, and then there is the, pom- the other Pompeii, but. There's nowhere in the Napoli train station where it's clear that like you're at the wrong Pompeii. Like that one sign in English would clear it up, but they don't they don't have it. One sign. So, so, I told that story. Like, we didn't get on the wrong train, but I was aware of it. And so she said, she started to tell that story to her husband. No, Leon said there are two Pompeys. No, she said, no, this is it. Why was she in Pompeii? She was researching a book. She was with Colin. I don't know. So, this is Nancy and her husband, who I've never met, by the way, <laughs> having a whole story about me and my trip to Pompeii. And I was a classics major reading my book. So, finally, they found the right Pompeii. Nancy, that story just made my day thank you so much. That was really fun. And if you haven't listened to that um, podcast, I think we'll have the, I'll I'll post that. I posted it in the Facebook group, but I'll post that particular episode around. Um, Okay. And then finally, super nice book review. From so many people, I love the photos of your books. I, you know, the photos of the book in Paris, those get extra credit. Those (laughs) Those are great. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Lost and found in Paris and Paris is how I'm starting to hashtag those. Fantastic. Uh, But thank you, Joshua, our friend over in Hong Kong. Uh, He said he absolutely loved it. Any novelist who can slip in a math joke and cause me to laugh out loud deserves a round of applause. (laughs) Uh, Having read all of Lee's previous novels, this one stands a cut above. and storytelling and the weaving of the narrative from past to present and back again is as tightly woven as tapestries featuring Joan of Arc herself. What what a literary review. So many thanks, Joshua, and many, many thanks to um, everybody else who has said nice things and posted nice things and Posted reviews or gone over to Amazon and checked the good reviews and not checked the not great reviews. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, the Lost and Found in Paris train rolls on. This week I'm doing two virtual events, both are free that you can get get in on. I'll be on Friends and Fiction on Wednesday night with our friends over there at Friends and Fiction. Um, I'm happy to be their their first guest of their new season. That's at 7 p.m. Wednesday Eastern. It, you can see it on their Facebook page and on their YouTube. I will post a lot of links around, but if you just Go to the Friends of Fiction Facebook page. That's the best way to find it or YouTube. I'm going to do something called Book Bingo on Thursday night, and that's at 7 p.m. Eastern with six other authors uh, for a, a library in Oklahoma. I'm looking forward to that. That is free. You have to register, but we each get 10 minutes to talk about our books. And I think there are prizes and things like that. It looks like a fun format. I've never done anything like that, but I'm looking forward to that. So Wednesday and Thursday, both virtual events you can get in on with me and other authors and then i'll be at the la times festival of books on sunday so that's
2: very excited about that yeah that's 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 the biggest book festival in the united states of america people so it is So, so great that you have a panel there, Liam.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to that Sunday at 1.30. Someone emailed me about a book signing after. We sign right after the panel. I don't have any other signing scheduled that day. uh, So, but I I will be signing right after the panel, but I'll be, I'll be there on Sunday. So I can meet you someplace to sign your books if you need me to. Um, (laughs) Okay. What what else am I going to do? Just Some
2: high-end customer service right there. meet you by the trojan statue this is on the uh, campus of usc
1: this is like the this is the humility elon musk doesn't understand yeah i'll meet you anywhere i'll carry your books (laughs) can i park your car for you (laughs) julie lee
2: even came over to my house on sunday to sign all the books i bought for all of my friends so i
0: a personal signing in my dining room wow exciting okay now that i know you're doing that for the sisters okay lane you're gonna be on tap for sure
1: All right, stay with us. Entertaining Sisters up next. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here. And we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting... Great reviews. Leon. I am not surprised. You have been on that
2: pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have
1: great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. It's personalization, Liz. For millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Mm -hmm. Pro's isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And prose is spelled P-R-O-S-E, Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, prose. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because, because there are just so it, many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Uh, Would you like to share? Would you like to? I
2: talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing
1: Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right, time for some Entertaining Sisters recommendations. We have shows, we have TV, we got a lot going on today. Jewel, what's up?
0: Well, sisters, I told you at the beginning of the show that it's a big family uh, birthday weekend, April 15th. And prior to my trip to the UNESCO um, biosphere, my husband and I had gone to New York to see our grandchildren uh, and our son and daughter-in-law in in New York. Um, And we took our, our grandchildren to the Broadway show, The Little Prince on Broadway. Oh, Have you, I didn't even know uh, that was the show. Okay. So, you know, the story of the little prince, yeah. uh, Okay, okay. This is you know a classic book, um, available in both English and in French. I have to say, I hated it in both English and in French. Liz, <laughs> I don't know. Did you have an opinion of who uh, could hate the Little Prince? The Little Prince. Oh, I hated that story. <laughs> oh, it went nowhere. It was boring. The allegories, the parables, didn't mm-hmm. like it. But this oh. is a big time Broadway production. And uh, but here's the thing: it's um, it is an aerial ballet. It's all dancing, there's all aerials, uh, gymnastics, uh, juggling, there's these incredible sets, okay, so it's, it's, the story is told through a series of vignettes, and each one of these vignettes has these The scenery is amazing. Very, very striking scenery, very Frenchy French, highly stylized. The costumes were highly stylized in terms of that. And they they were dancing. They're flying through the air. So really pretty good for uh, for young children. Okay, so because there was there's not a lot of plot going on. Uh, There's not a lot of there's no dialogue. It's mostly just. You know, uh, people hanging upside down, swinging, dancing, catching each other. Um, So, what I would say about this is if this was your if you really want to go to a broadway show this is not the show for you okay because it doesn't have the kind of traditional singing dancing acting uh that you expect on broadway this was sort of a different experience it's long it's an hour and 50 minutes there is an intermission but i was surprised i was sitting next to a, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old and they, they were mesmerized the whole time. What wow, great, great. They really enjoyed it, okay? Uh, and and I think because it was it was sort of so visually appealing, um, it was a very pleasant afternoon. But um, so who would like this? Like maybe if you actually like the book, The Little Prince, <laughs> you might like this now. Which sure. is
2: everybody but you. Okay. Yeah, no,
0: I don't think so, Liz. I think there are <laughs> many people... When they, if they really admit it, I think it's one of those books where you say you liked it and you didn't really like it. That's
1: what I think is going on. Okay. I so disagree. I, like- I disagree. I, I disagree. Yeah, you loved it. You thought it was. Yeah, I think you're the only one that didn't like it. It's, I mean, again, it's like saying oh, I hate Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I don't. No, it is. Oh, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, I think if you're up for something very unusual, you would like this, but uh, it is not traditional. The reviews, uh, we saw it before the reviews came out. Uh, I did check some of the reviews. They're not really that great. the New York Times called it a lumbering circus. Uh, But I thought that's a little harsh. (laughs) It sounds a little Cirque du
1: Soleil. It is
0: very Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Yes. I think that's about the closest thing to it. Um, But if you're like, or or I think if you drink a couple of French 75 cocktails, have a couple (laughs) of strong cocktails, and then go sit through this, you would enjoy it very much. That's what I think. So I think if you just don't think about it so much and just enjoy the experience... And uh, the last scene in the show is Bafo. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's, uh, all it's, right. That actually, that makes it. Uh, um, so that was um, The Little Prince. Um, so consider it, uh, if you might. <laughs> okay. Not just, exactly a resounding. Well, I don't want to steer people wrong. No, no, I, mean, no. I, have okay. know, I mean, I, I just, I want to, I, I mean, that was my experience. But it was still great to be back on Broadway. It was great yeah. to be watching a Broadway show. Um, I loved everything about that experience. Uh, and, uh, so that, that okay. was fun. And that's what I would say. Now back, back at home, I have, I have a show that is, I was just so excited when I heard it was being made into a six part TV series, slow horses. Are you familiar with this sisters? I know you are right. Um, yes, I, have I also listened, been
1: watching it. Yeah. And I listened to all the the books, the original books and audio, they're fun. They're super fun, British, funny. Yeah, MI MI5 books, great.
0: So this is this is based on a book uh, on books by um, Mick Heron. Uh and it is the story of. This is slow horses refers to MI5 agents that have screwed up somehow in their career. They have done something wrong, and they've been sent to this one place, uh, slaw slaw house, right? And, and this is where like all the misfits go. go. It um, it stars Gary Ullman, who is amazing. Funny, great. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays a broken down, drunk, but still highly effective MI5 agent. Okay. And uh, he reports to the head of the MI5, who is played by Kristen Scott Thomas, or is it Kristen Thomas Scott?
1: Which (laughs) way is his name?
0: We know who you mean. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that is a story. So it's this band of misfits. So it's got some incredible characters, very, very witty, funny dialogue. I mean, they are just they are just so quick and sharp with each other. And then the plot itself is actually excellent. And I can't I can't even describe the plot because I don't want to give out any of the clues to it. Mm -hmm. But it's six parts. It's on Apple Plus. I highly recommend it. If you like any sort of British spy things, this is your show.
2: I agree. I'm finding it super entertaining too, Julie.
1: Yeah. Well, listen to the books then. you might enjoy it. It's just really fun. The books are fun. Um, All right. So I have another British TV show anatomy of a scandal to recommend now. um, What's great about this is it's another David E. Kelly production. So remember during the pandemic, when we all watched the undoing, even though it was totally mediocre (laughs) uh, with Hugh Grant and, you know, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah. And it was just, yeah, yeah so much hair and so many coats and, oh my goodness, the interiors of those New York apartments. So this is basically that in London. So it's all British. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. So, and it's David E. Kelly and uh, Melissa James, what's her name? She ran, uh, she did, um, Melissa James Gibson did House of Cards. So it's these two have matched up to do a a multi-part series based on a book by Sarah Vaughn. And it's about a politician who is of course messing around with his assistant and then his life begins to unravel. So Rupert French is the super handsome actor that plays a politician. Sienna Miller back in the game as the okay. wife. And she's got the hair, and she's got the coats. I mean, so she's got the Nicole Kidman role. She's (laughs) got her hair tucked into her coat collar, which they show that shot quite a few times. So that's definitely a theme. But then we have um, Lady Mary, Julie. Lady Mary is. Oh my gosh! Okay. Okay. in it. OK, and what oh. I, you know, Michelle Dockery, every other role she's taken has been like, how far away from Lady Mary can I get? Yeah. You know, yes. you know. is, that, is that what she is in this? I no. mean, she played no. like flight attendants. She's played killers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. No, Lady Mary is back. But imagine her as a 21st century barrister. Like oh. she's posh, she's snobby, she's got the accent, you know, she's got the clothes. I mean, she has to wear those stupid wigs in court, which she just can't believe they still do in England. But, um, <laughs> But anyway but it's good send them so a note about that Leon. maybe they can make some changes Yeah. it seems to actually be better than the undoing it's holding together better so again
0: that's a great review better <laughs> than the undoing and
2: where is this leon anatomy of a scandal is where it's on netflix
0: netflix okay yeah yeah. Okay. All right. So All right. They're, they're well, here. I will definitely check that out. Thank you for that recommendation. Yeah.
2: That sounds yeah. good. As soon as I finish slow horses, I'll move <laughs> right on to anatomy of a scandal. Um, okay. All right. Well, I have a short public service announcement I would like to make now because I've gotten a couple of emails um, that sound the way this one sounds from listener Gail. Gail wrote, uh, I am no longer able to download episodes. I can only stream. I love to download multiple episodes and listen in bed on my little iPod. Is there a site where I can still download this wonderful program? I've been listening for eight years and I miss it. Hope, hope! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yes, Gail. You're right, we did when we changed the platform on our new website. That's not downloadable there anymore, but the best place where you can easily download all of our episodes is Apple Podcasts. That's the place that we would recommend that you would go. And I was even on there this morning checking. If you go to applepodcasts.com, if you check for Satellite Sisters, you'll see every episode listed there. And then you click on the little three dots Right there, and it says download episode, and so you can download whatever episodes you want at all times from Apple Podcasts. I even, because your note said you're on an iPod, got to give you points for like going old school, Gail. I <laughs> there's the I even went to Apple Support to see can you download podcasts onto an iPod. Yes, it can be done. You can do the same. I don't want to read you what the help does said to me, but, um, but yeah, you can just fix your settings to make sure it says download episodes and you will be able to do that. So I hope that works for everyone. That's the simplest advice I can give almost all of the podcast listening apps, let you download the episode so you can go wherever you want to go for us. It's best if you go to Apple Podcasts. And I think it's easier, easiest from a user point of view. So do that. And then, one last thing I'm going to say we got a very nice review on Apple Podcasts where it was the, the headline of the review uh, just says, Tuesday is now my favorite weekday. We got five stars and it says, Tuesday is now my favorite weekday. I found satellite sisters during lockdown. That's all. That's the whole review. Yay. Very nice. Thank- and- and it's it's from an account called Still Dixie Landings to me. So I Googled what that was. I was like, is that from a TV show or something? And that's apparently a former, former Disney resort name. Remember that? There was a place called Dixie Landings. Anyway, so thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for reviewing. We really do appreciate it.
1: All right, that's the podcast today. We'd like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering the show. Thank you, Sergio. And a big thanks to Emily Loudermilk who does our graphic design. To see Emily's work, please follow us on Instagram at Satsisters. You can also see it in our newsletter, Pep Talk. It's easy to subscribe to pep talk every week. There's, you never know what's going to be in it, right? It's Some weeks so it's happy. It's so happy. Mm-hmm. I usually put a recipe now, a book, other pictures things. of your garden. We pictures. Love we just, you never know. There's an essay for me, a pep talk. There's always the show notes are right there. Easy to access. So just go to satellitesisters.com and the, and the sign up sh- um, the bubble will pop up in the first second or two. Just put in your email. We never sell those email lists because we just don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, um, so uh, you can see Emily's graphics in pep talk as well, or join our Facebook group. Just Google the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. It's our private group. It's our private group on Facebook. You do have to answer the questions to be let into the group. So please do that. Um, all right, it's time for our to do list. Jewel, what's on your to do list?
0: I am going to my fourth jazzercise class yes listen i have
1: rejoined
0: the jazzercise nation (laughs) I i have been entered into the warm embrace of the women in north texas who do jazzercise i've been going i was looking for some extra little exercise routine where where it would be aerobic and i could do weights and stretching Jazzercise, I'm loving it. Okay, <laughs> okay,
1: okay. It's fun. It's fun. I, I, my friend Marilyn, who just turned 80 last year, she goes, and so we celebrated her 80th birthday at her Jazzercise. Oh, oh
0: it's geez. so good. The it women are so nice, nice there. You yes. okay, know, I had to. be, I was in the back. I was there with my friend Margaret. We wanted to. We went to the free lesson, and then we, we both have joined, but we're still in the back as we're learning the steps and figuring out things as they go.
1: But we are loving it. All right, grapevine, grapevine, do it, (laughs) Jewel, grapevine. (laughs) Okay, on my to-do list, it's my husband's birthday this week, and I always have to remind myself to not forget my husband's work because I did it once. Once our first year we were married, you know, I didn't know him that well when I married him, so (laughs) it's not surprising that I wasn't one hundred percent sure of his birthday. Uh, And I, I remember I. I said yes to Bunko, uh, the first year and on his birthday. he's like, it's my birthday. I was like, well, it's hard to get into this Bunko group. And, uh, oh, it was terrible. I've never lived it down. So I'm trying not to forget his birthday and I'm going to try to get him an actual gift. So Friday, Earth Day. Okay. Liz, how about you?
2: Okay. Well, initials for you. L-A-T-F-O-B, that stands for the L.A. Times Festival of Books. I know we mentioned it earlier. Of course, I'm going to your panel, Leanne, which I'm very excited to see you up there. Um, But the L.A. Times Festival of Books is this amazing thing, covers the entire USC campus uh, for two days, Saturday and Sunday. It's all kinds of bookstores and uh, authors speaking, and it's just super fun. So, yeah, I'm just going to be rocking the L.A.T-F-O-B. And very, very excited um, to be part of the audience for you.
1: Thank you, Liz. I appreciate that. All right, sisters, have a great week. You too, Lillian. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.